0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View.
1: I really enjoyed my conversation with Francisco Gonzalez just then. A little shaky because of some Wi-Fi issues. And uh, sometimes, you know, the best laid plans to take a tour of the museum and all of that don't always turn out well because of the the Wi-Fi situation. But I think you got a good sense of the incredible work that they've done to build a a really good museum that's a great attraction, that's doing well, a lot of interactivity for kids and kids and adults alike get this opportunity to, to understand this incredible historic you know connection the aviation community has historically to Mississippi. Just an incredible story. Now let's shift gears and move over to uh, Leonard Papagna. You know, it's going to be hard for me, Leonard, in this conversation to not refer to you as Chief Leonard Papagna, because you and I have had so many conversations over the years as you were the Chief of Police for the City of Gulfport. You were committed always to community work and the homeless community and all of that, and you'd left to, to do some other stuff related in that area. And then uh, then you get this opportunity to come be the chief administrative officer with John Kelly's retirement. It feels like you've gone full circle, doesn't it?
2: It does. I'm, I'm excited to be back home uh, and it, it has been a journey getting here and it's been an exciting one.
1: Yeah, I had the opportunity to have um, this, this show is going to be playing on Monday, so last week I had the opportunity to meet uh, and spend a, an hour with John Kelly. And I, I referred to him as a cat with nine careers <laughs> because, you know, here's a guy who's retired. He who was asked to come in and work uh, on the transition team for, uh, for Brent War. They, he helped kind of b- rebuild the municipal court system and then ultimately became the chief administrative officer. But right there in the aftermath in 2006, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, and then he transcends, you know, to the next. Uh, mayor with uh, George Slogan and to the next one with Billy Hughes. The fact that he was there for 15 years, an entire another career, is really amazing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, especially when I've been here two weeks and knowing what I've dealt with in two weeks, uh, 15 years is a uh, monumental amount of service.
1: Hey, let's remind people so that they don't understand this. It kind of kind of lay out the groundwork for what a chief administrative officer does in a city like Gupport.
2: uh uh, the expectation of this office is uh to help organize and and manage the day-to-day efforts of all the different services we have in the city um uh like i told mayor hughes i said i know my goal is going to be to allow him to go be mayor and and we handle uh the daily functions of the city
1: so uh, give me a sense of the department heads that report to you
2: Uh, You have uh, chief of police, chief of fire, director of leisure services, engineering, public works, uh, human resources, finance, um, uh, the courts, uh, really all the entities in the city uh, will funnel up. But I like to look more of it as, you know, it's a a team effort than a a hierarchy. And that's really uh, how we're going to need to function.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that I always liked about your approach, uh, Leonard, was that Throughout your career, you were always focused on reaching out to the community and connecting with the community. I think that's one of the reasons why, as people look back on your career as the police chief of Gulfport, that it would be notable because you sort of helped kind of shepherd the the city of Gulfport Police Department through some difficult times. And one of the ways that you were able to do that is not only were you staying in touch and representing an incredibly uh, well-trained and focused force, but you were always working hard to connect with the community and making sure there were diverse voices involved in the in the conversations that were taking place. Uh you'll you're you're probably going to do exactly the same thing in your new gig aren't you? Uh,
2: uh, you're right, and what a what a nice segue um, you're providing for me. Because, uh, you know, we're in we're in changing times nationally and locally, and I really I believe the approach is uh, as a governmental entity, we need to be cautious that uh, sometimes we're not the best one to solve the problem, uh, and instead we need to reach out and identify those community partners, and 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 really form better if not new relationships with them. Uh, uh, you know, when I was chief of police, we partnered with so many different of our our nonprofits, and we allowed them the space to do what they do really well. And, and there's so many good results from that, but ultimately it provides for the optimum outcomes that we're looking for. And in this position, I hope to leverage the same.
1: Well, I mean, it's important. I mean, I I, I talk about it on KOSU all the time, but the thousand points of light that you have. Of course, you have the city and its responsibilities. Um, the one conversation we've talked about, probably a great, the best example, probably or or at least a good example, is the work that happens around the around the homeless community. And the point that you were making, and that you helped teach our audience about in the past, is that you know you have. You have nonprofits, you have individuals, you have all these people who are working together to try to fill the gaps that often exist when you go and look at something like the homeless community. But it's not just with the homeless community. It could be any other potential challenge that the city uh, faces. City by itself can't solve all these problems. It takes uh, a, the non, non-governmental organizations, the, the, the volunteers, the incredibly dedicated people that are all part of what I refer to as President Bush referred to as the Thousand Points Delight, but it's true, and I think part of part of the success of a city is recognizing that it takes it takes it takes a village, oftentimes, to address the the issues that a that a city faces, and that's that's essentially your approach, isn't it?
2: It is, and and I think it's it's vital that uh, we as a city uh, create those spaces for for these entities to really step forward, and uh, play a larger role um, as we contemplate, you know. Uh, how we move our city forward um and and we talk about business development um i always say what does the windshield tour look like and uh, a lot of concerns we hear about is uh dilapidated buildings uh, uh homeless persons along our roadways and we have a role in that but so do our community partners and if if we really want to uh uh develop our economies here and uh, bring new businesses here. We have to work on the product of Gulfport, and that's really going to be our focus. The mayor uh, has set three points for us, infrastructure, business development, and um, uh, in the business development aspects, we really have to look at the whole the whole picture. And, um, you know, Ricky, it always goes back to the same subject. It goes back to uh, uh, really substance abuse and mental health. Um, uh, when we uh, create uh, better opportunities for people to engage in that, some of these other matters uh, have better opportunities, and yeah. um, and you know, so that's that's where we're going to be focusing.
1: You know, I've had to, I've had numerous conversations with Billy Hughes over the years. Obviously, we've worked in the community together in so many different ways over many, many, many years, and he's been on the show many times. But you think about it, Andres Dwani. It was one of the, the lead architects for the for the charrettes we had after Katrina as part of the Governor's Commission on Recovery, Rebuilding, and Renewal. And I said this before, that when Andreas got to the intersection of Highway 90 and 49, 25, where 25th Avenue moves into Highway 90, he looked south and he said, man, this is the crown jewel. This is this is the moment that people realize they've arrived. And let's look at where we are today. The, the incredible facade, external facade program at downtown Gutport one of the most aggressive ever ever accomplished in the history of the United States, I might add. You think about the treeline boulevard, you think about the blue economy, the emergence of Jones Park and the marina, the 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 opening of the aquarium and all that it brings uh, and then, of course, if you head toward the west, uh, Rick Carter and Terry Green's Casino, Allen View. It's, it's really incredible where the city sits today and this opportunity on multiple fronts, multiple fronts simultaneously to see incredible success. It's exciting, isn't it?
2: It is. And, and, and what's really amazing is if you go back in time when everything you just spoke about were visions, as we sit today, there's that much more space uh, uh, to continue uh, these efforts and tie all these pieces together. And, and you know, it's, it's really, uh, I, I still believe we're in very exciting times. Uh, as I've told the team as I came on board, I said, I have yet to hear an impossibility. Uh, we just, we will have to figure out to navigate those ways. Uh, one of the pieces I'd left off uh, when I was talking about the, the three points that the mayor really wants to focus on is, the other is public safety. Um, and as you know, the city made uh, an investment in police and fire recently. Um, and there's, there's challenges in finding people that want to police and all. And so we have to, when I go back and talk about community partners, uh, uh, and I want to speak quickly on that. Um, you know, we've had a, a, a recent uh, rash of violence. And a lot of people are looking towards our police department. I'll tell you, our police department's done a fine job. Their solve rates on homicides is 75%, where nationally it's in the low 20s. Let's
1: do this, Leonard. I want to talk about public safety, and we're at the end of this segment. So when we come back, we'll continue that part of the conversation. But this is uh, Leonard Papania, the chief administrative officer for the city of Gulfport, and we'll see you after this break. Mm -hmm.
0: So listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast one hundred three point one on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast one hundred three point one.
1: Welcome back to Coastview. We have Leonard Papania with us today, the former chief of police for the city of Gulfport, and now the chief administrative officer for Mayor Billy Hughes, and they're going to make a great team. They were already a great team, and I'm so excited that he's in this role. Hey, when we went to break though, you were talking about sort of that third plank of the mayor's sort of uh, directive, and that was public safety, and you were talking about that the solve rate was high, and then we went to break. So why don't you pick it up from there?
2: Well, and and what I was saying, uh, I'm proud of what the police department's been doing. Uh, You know, they continue to do great work. But our reality is just because you solve the crime doesn't mean we're making things better. And I think we as a community have to recognize everybody has a role in improving the quality of life. And uh, uh, we need to start talking about prevention of these crimes and not solving these crimes. And that goes beyond the scope of law enforcement. And it goes back to what I was talking about in our community partnerships. We have to engage those, those teams of people, those nonprofits, and and work with our schools and really start trying to address these problems in their infancy. And, and then that allows us Again, to go, uh, as we talk about business development and, and the brand of Gulfport, it helps us improve in those areas.
1: And that's an area of expertise for you. I mean, you've spent so much time understanding the role that everyone plays in helping to solve crime. You know, there are, there are some things that are very tactical, which means short term things you can do. I mean, patrolling and things like that are important for sure. Uh, you know, solving crimes are important, but there, there are strategic longer term issues that deal with you know, parenting and the role of the school and the role of nonprofits and the Boys and Girls Club. And there's so many different components of that that play into that. But I mean, the best communities in America are focused on that. And that's the, that's the reality, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. And, and I tell you, um, one of the exciting things you now with this position is I can put my hand on more pieces on the chess set. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I really think we have great opportunities and it, you know, Ricky, we look at uh, uh, really engaging everybody in finding our solutions. It's going to allow our, our city to do the things it's supposed to do better, our community partners to have bigger impacts on, on those things that we want to solve. And, and again, it's, it's going to make a better Gulf port and a better Gulf Coast.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to see someone who understands holistically how all these pieces fit together. I mean, th- this light, it really is like a pebble creates a ripple, and there are so many layers to, to whatever it is you're dealing with, whether it's economic development, public safety, you know, to, uh, to reaching out to the nonprofit community. It all kind of goes hand in glove, and that's just the way it is. You know, one of the things I'm excited about, and I've had conversations with uh, Stuart Speed about this, the developer behind the very large uh, mixed-use project for downtown Guthport is if you think about mixed-use and the new economy, which we talk about here on the show all the time, and the kind of people that are going to be attracted to downtown, the the role that mixed-use is going to play in helping sort of continue to define downtown Guthport is pretty exciting, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. Uh, our downtown area has so much more opportunity of growth and impact on, on our lives and the way we live. And uh, uh, oftentimes we, we hear, you know, that's the front door to Mississippi. And and we need uh, to continue to pursue those things that, uh, again, are tying all these pieces together. And, and you know, the, the one message I want everybody to understand is, Everybody has a role in this. I call it positional opportunity, the influence you have with your show, the influence every individual has. And and so as I engage people, I'm constantly trying to figure out what is their opportunity to help impact us in what we're all trying to do.
1: It, it really is exciting. Um, one last one last point about the, the the downtown development opportunities that are in front of you. Some of it related to the aquarium. Some of it just related to people with incredible money to invest, see Gulfport as a a major future play, is that Eric Hill, who runs the Center for Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State, often says that we need to build places where young people can find a spouse. I think that's such a cool way to say it. But the truth is that young people today, especially with the pandemic, the opportunity to work remotely and all of that, young people want to go where other young people are. They want to live, work, and play in an area that's very you know, very common. And so the opportunity to live downtown or near downtown and be able to come in contact with the growing number of restaurants and other walkable aspects of that community, it's, it's just very transformative. And you come in as the chief uh, administrative officer at a time when, as you pointed out, the vision is getting implemented. Opportunities are arising. And uh, what uh, Mayor Fofo Gillich mentioned one time that an opportunity is sort of like water. You can only hold it for a second, so you got to be really on top of it. But look, we're coming to the end of the segment. I'll give you an opportunity to say the last word, but I just want to say thank you for your leadership, and and good luck to you.
2: I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to working with everybody. We've got great things ahead of us.
1: You know we do. Leonard Papania, the Chief Administrative Officer for the City of Gulfport. We look forward to staying in touch with you, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.